welcome to Division Inclusion Communication Entertainment Radio. We would like for you to join us for our special presentation today. We will have Robert Jones and we will be speaking on the topic of school clubs at Full Sail University. If you don't see a club, we also speak on how to start your own. Now, let's get into the interview. Uh, my name is Robert Jones, but as a DJ, I go by DJ Jupiter. Jupiter, okay. And how long have you been in the business of DJing? Uh, since 2010. And how long have you been in the mu- business of music? <laughs> in the business of music, uh, say probably since '95. I've been singing in school choirs, church choirs. Um, okay. I've played in several different bands from high school, from like middle school all the way up through high school. Um, like the saxophone, trombone, trumpet, helped my brother get through most of his schooling with music. Okay. That's good. What makes you so passionate about the music business? So when it comes to music, um, I'd say like I grew up when it comes to music on old school music. Um, Ray Charles, stuff like that, um, as well as church music. Being that uh, my grandmother was the first mother, I was always in the church choir. Um, On top of that, on my dad's side, my uncle was a DJ. So, like, I was always around music to begin with. It was just, like, something that came naturally. Okay. What were some of your most memorable projects or collaborations that you've done? Locally here, there was a uh, a company. I think the uh, the main producer moved back to New York, but we worked with them in doing a couple of music videos and stuff like that. I'd say my mm-hmm. most memorable event that I did here in town, we have something called Crab Fest every year. Yeah. And the crowd gets up where it's 25,000 people just at a block party. So we go out there every year and we uh, we set up, provide music and whatnot, enjoy ourselves. Sorry to interrupt you. Can you just elaborate on the Crab Fest so that people that don't know about it know a little bit more? Absolutely. Crab Fest is a it started out probably about 25 years ago as somewhat of a family reunion, just the locals having uh, together once a year. And it yeah. it blossomed and something that was just so tremendous, so huge. Um, now we have DJs that come from Miami, New Orleans, just to come out, have fun, hang out with us set up with a group a few years ago called the IBM DJs that are uh, out of Miami. Okay, not too far and, uh, from me, <laughs> where I was. <laughs> yeah, it, it it got crazy. Like, that was a huge event to the point of the, the show of force that we had to have just to keep it safe 
was about four counties of of officers. Oh yeah, yeah. Some places can get dangerous, and they need extra resources from other areas. I mean, they they they're still a brotherhood, so it'll only be right for them to ask for counties that's close by. What what strategies do you want to implement to grow your your business? Um, the main strategy is to um, somewhat cater to the customer. Like I like to sit down with them, go over the types of music that enjoy. I have them make up a list of a uh, like say a event, a wedding, or Sweet Sixteen. I have them make up a list of specific songs that they want played, and then we'll around the list of songs to keep it in that genre and that appropriateness for the the event. Do you know some of the common misconceptions that? people just have about DJs that you just want to straighten out? Honestly, I mean, there's different types of DJs. Um, albums in the news and everything. Like, uh, a drama, he was a, uh, he's related to uh, Rob Deerdeck. He was on the show Robin Bitch as their assistant. He's become a huge DJ and, like, he represents himself to, to like better his brand, which is what his cousin Rob was teaching him to, to like to sell your brand. But a lot of DJs, you know, they got that ready DJs, they've got clothes, they've got block party DJs. Nobody's gonna be the same. No two DJs are gonna have the same style. So just like taking consideration of what's in that when you go to your and whatnot and that way you don't have a bad event with uh, the music that you So for like when you're doing maybe a, a festival or a club, what techniques do you use to create an atmosphere that engages the audience? Techniques that you use when we go DJ and um, there's catering to the person, but the crowd is going to be everybody that likes the same type of music. So. Um, we've been here in town, I think it was a birthday party, where the family invited a lot of the church members. So the thing of it catered to the church members. And as they dwindled down, that's when we started amping up to, to satisfy the rest of the crowd. We didn't want to disrespect people, you know. We wanted to show the proper respect for, for people, their genre, their age, and everything in order to uh, bolster mm-hmm. our business. You know, if we don't cater to everybody, just cater to that one person, then we have one person going to come back to us. But we've got words of 250, 300 people that will give us all. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five, five and years, ten years? I would say. Yeah, five to ten. Um, hopefully, I can share my skills as an event planner as well as a DJ because I have connections that I've made throughout working different events and everything from photographers to um, wedding planners, event coordinators, and stuff like that. I want to take it where and 
that go-to person when it comes to the event that people want so that not only can I provide the music, but I can have a photographer on call. I can have somebody there for decoration, but I can phone up venues and everything, you know what I'm saying, provide a full service as opposed to just the music. Okay. Do you have any advice for any future DJs that want to pursue this route? I would say not jump directly into it. Let's see, I started behind the scenes. I was the guy that was doing the downloading of music events. I was the guy that was preparing flyers and business cards. I was the behind the scenes person to learn what I needed to learn before I jumped out there and embarrassed myself. So you basically was promoting before you actually started DJing. That's yeah. that's a great concept to, to have. Well, is there anything else you want to say? If it's something you love to do, take music, for example, you, you want, you love music, just, just keep that love in your heart for what you're doing. It won't feel like works because of the simple I fact totally there are people that go into it and they this is something they love and they turn it into a job, they turn it into work instead of something they love and then it just turns them away from that specific thing for the rest of their lives. I'm not playing devil's advocate or a leading opposition, but in some cases, doing something you love and hobbies. Now, how do you differentiate between hobbies and doing something you love? But we all still have bills in reality. It's just not saying that I'm not saying, you know, do something you hate per se, like you said, or in a sense of, I would like to just elaborate on that. Like either do you differentiate your habit, your, your hobbies from what you love, or do you like, you know, tie it together? So what I do all in all, I try to teach music at the same time because music is my background. I love music. Again, I began just by meeting my business partner, my DJ partner. We both worked at McDonald's. You know, he had moved up here and he just needed something to like bolster his his money so he can pay for the bills until he got established. So like it's something he's been doing for over forty five years. Told me like it's it's something he loves to do. Something he's made a living out of, but it's not something that he call a job because of the simple fact it's something that he loves to do. He won't he won't put that stigmatism behind it. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're saying. So sometimes, you know, it's best to you do something you love and then you won't put a job title behind it. And um, in this segment, we were talking about as far as like clubs and stuff. So from being part of Full Cell, could you give us a bit of advice like on clubs to join? Or do you think that you should just join all types of clubs and things that may pique your interest? Like just for the student body, as far as the, you know, um, entirety and new students coming in. Um, personally, I would say just something that you would enjoy. Um, that way you're not treating it as something. It's so, so it doesn't turn into something that you dread doing. So with me, like I'm, a, I'm an online student, but if I have the ability to, I'm going to sign up for clubs. I'm going to go show up at the campus and enjoy myself 
just to enjoy myself, you know, connections with other people, other students, and just bolster my school out that way. Okay, that makes sense. So networking. So you said networking helps, and um, as far as your industry yeah. is concerned, um, it's important. But going back to uh, as far as joining clubs and stuff, what were some clubs that interest you? Well, do you know any of the clubs to begin with? Off the top of my head, no. I mean, I know there's a gaming club. There's a lot of stuff to do with NXT, stuff like that. I haven't actually took the time, taken the time out to, like, go through it and be able to, like, look it up and say, okay, well, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, just because I'm so busy around here with the, taking care of three kids and working full-time. He's just the average adult student that usually has kids, and they have to juggle work and school and life and do you feel that uh that kind of hinders you or do you feel like just just picking your brain real quick like you know as far as the drive the will like you said you obviously enjoy um djing and have at you but do you feel sometimes you feel a little handicapped just at it just just picking your brain no no at all. not at all i mean like i said music is my passion so throughout the day I'll find myself with my headphones in listening to like a new playlist on Apple iTunes, on Pandora, Spotify, stuff like that, so that I can keep up with what's going on in the music industry so that I can know what what we what we have and what we don't have that's popular. I find myself scrolling through TikTok, looking at um videos of people that are making music and seeing if if they have it out so that i can get it because it's something i feel would be popular with the crowds that i dj for and who are the popular like djs for the crowds or the demographic you do deal with who would be a popular dj someone that you can i guess like kind of like simulate or get a vibe from like i said um before dj drama i i watch him there's uh marshmallow a lot of people like him he's a dj I like like sick. Who's that? Sickic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those crafty I like DJs. Okay, I've only followed a few DJs like DJ Pride and uh, DJ Kiss and um, DJ Suki Man. Like these are more like dubstep, like techno. I don't know if it fits your demographic, but I feel like you being a DJ, you're roundabout as far as like you know when it comes to not like oh I like all type music so, but. It's definitely yeah, different. I mean, I do. I love all types of music. When I was in high school, I played in jazz band, so I love I love all types of music. I primarily listen to older music, Ray Charles, um, Otis Redding, stuff like that. Just because, like, would you DJ with like a country older. star? Like, would you DJ with someone in the country, like you know, country music, or would well, you know absolutely. how to DJ absolutely. to that? Um, yeah, I mean, we have. Huge events out here that cater toward that that have us catered towards country music fans. Um, like a lot of events around here are morning events, so we take our equipment out um, out there, and we have a Buku Media Library of country music from 
the McIntyre, Luke Bryan, Luke Combs, all kinds of stuff. Oh wow! So do you uh do you get your own artist or like is the, what artist would you like to work for? But do you also try to feature artists? Like, do you go about doing that? Yeah, like like I was saying before, we um we work with different producers here in town. Like we have there was an artist here locally called LT Dynamite. That group actually split up. There's still a few of them around here. There's one named Floyd Rowe. He's actually starting to come back, and he's he's um doing his own albums and everything here in um Florida. And uh, he actually just released a music video on Facebook and YouTube, I believe. That's really awesome. And then definitely, we would probably like to get you know insight from like different people. But I want to ask you one more question, just for the viewers and listeners. When you are looking at music. Um, I understand everyone talks about like, you know, when they're like music fans, oh yeah, you know, I'm not all into the mainstream and, you know, and I get the whole controversial conversation of this uh, real music loving and I I myself enjoy me, like I enjoy a little bit of mainstream here and there, but if you wanted to explore as far as find like local artists or like, you know, be that one guy in a conversation of like, hey, you know, I listen to him on YouTube coming up. How would you best like say to utilize platforms to find up and coming artists or um, not necessarily maybe stuck to a genre, but how do you go about it? Like finding just new music. When it comes to finding new stuff, like I said, I like to scroll through the different platforms and most of my 40 pages are pretty much all music related. So everything on there is pretty much local singers i guess you would say like word of mouth people come to me and say oh you gotta check this out and uh just going through day to day i pick it all up so uh final question what did full cell do for you as far as your djing capabilities thus far it has um broadened my business sense and I'm not, you know, in that aspect, because of some fact, it's allowing me to change my business model to to better suit my DJing styles. So I'm I'm going through and reorganizing pretty much the whole company because of some fact I'm technically in charge of like the PR and everything. Right now we have a Crab Fest event coming up in April, so we're getting prepped for that, and it's just managing everything it's allowing me to like focus on the most important aspects of what we have to get done before the event comes up okay all righty then i mean that sounds pretty awesome um just for the segment purposes i actually going to full self for cybersecurity, and um the clubs that i found very kind of prominent were um coding a cybersecurity club there's also a cultural club there is also um as well as a pre-law club and i think it's just in a sense of when you're getting into owning your own business and stuff like that it does help to be part of these clubs to understand um the different cultures behind it and as well as i'm yeah. part of the um yeah yeah i mean various i'm part of like a few other variations of clubs um the lgbt club as well but that's 
pretty much it for for clubs I've joined. And then I believe Antoinette is part of the club that I'm part of too as well. Um, Black Student Union? Yes, ma'am. I'm also part of Loud Ladies. Loud Ladies, yes. Have you heard of these clubs? Or Me personally, I have, like I said, I haven't had the time to sit down and look at them and check them out and see what, what I want. Well, there's a bigger platform for you. There's also an art design club. So when you're starting to make, you know, your website and stuff, there's um, there's a media design club as well. Yes, exactly. So there's, they, there's something called Amplify. It's for mixed engineering. Engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I like about Full Cell is that these clubs are um, online friendly. So necessarily, I'm in South Carolina right now, so I can't be on campus, but I try to do, try to join. And then I'm starting my own club, which would be a, um, I call it Bots Extreme, but it's basically a robotics club and uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be amazing. It's, so when you're dealing with clubs, you have to get a sponsor. Um, And then amongst the sponsor, you still have to get 10 people to wanna join and then you also have to have a mission statement. And then amongst the mission statement, you still would have to have uh, what, what uh, positions, uh, chair positions. So you still need a president or vice president. And then as well as a discussion board, somewhere to reach out and talk to people. So these are what it takes to start a club. And there's also a Asian American club and then, or uh, Asian club. And then there's a Korean club as well. And as well as a uh, honor society club. I think uh, Robert, you would probably do great in the content creators club, possibly, because you do have content and you you're trying to be in the mus- music business. So I, I think that would be a great club for you. They also have creative writing club as well. There's yeah. there's about twenty seven clubs that I see so far. And like, you don't have to be there in the moment. You could just be a a person that can contribute, even if it's just your five minutes. That five minutes can help the club, help it out a lot more than you think. And expand the horizon. Um, You know, there's not meetings every week, but as far as the Dockets are concerned. Dockets. The dockets are concerned. The scheduling isn't bad, but when it comes to as far as the discussion board, I would really utilize those because it allows you kind of to speak a little and keep um, keep in contact with just people too as well. I think it provides an easier way to still feel connected with the school, and also um, if you're just bored because the thing they call Discord is the platform that you use to talk on. I was just gonna say that. Oh yeah, see, Robert, you should love, you'll love it, you'll love it. Cause it's a lounge center too. So if you find yourself DJing or, you know, just vibing out on your chat box, then you could be part of the discord and just sit in a lounge center and you'll see someone like myself or internet where we find ourselves, you know, open-ended schedule four or five, sometimes two in the morning, depends. <laughs> so Antoinette. Yes. Have you been to any of the club meetings? I've already been to one of the loud ladies meetings. Um, I stumbled upon it like the first week of school. And 
when I stumbled upon it, they were actually having a meeting within five minutes and they, they, they seem to be doing some good things. They want to do whatever projects they can, but they also had the issue of funding. So you got to make sure that you're getting your name out there so that you can try to get additional funding so that you can actually do more events. Yes. And, oh, I forgot to mention, they also said that it can't be for profit um, as far as clubs are run. Like, it can't be for profit. Although, if the school makes money, then that's just making your own personal booster club, which I had a conversation with the director and she was like, well, that counts. Like, so if you do a booster club, which is pretty much not a club that you have to start up, but a booster club for within your club that allows you to be able to, of course, receive proceeds, but it obviously is 100% given to the school and allowing functions because you're running an organization. It does need functionality behind it. And I feel like the club's importance to see um, is really just to have the inclusiveness around, but also expand our horizon and learn how people are passing these classes or just learn what's going new on in the industry uh just a lot of great avenues and benefits come from it without even thinking about it with that being said though robert would you be interested in joining any clubs i would be interested more than yeah what i mean like i said i just haven't had the time to stop and just look at them and see what's what's going on see what we have available um but i'm definitely interested in joining clubs and trying to get myself out there and see what what's going on for sure for sure put yourself out there that's pretty much all you can do half the time is just a you know what they say let god let go <laughs> yeah for sure. I um I actually attended one I attended one meeting and it was about uh as far as culture cancellation is concerned and it was with the black un black black union and I thought it was very just controversial conversation. I was like, oh wow, like they just go straight for it. And as far as discussing about it, definitely opened my mind up to thinking more like, okay when I actually do get in my in this business world, I'm gonna have to make, you know, split decisions, like direct decisions or thoughts. That is what the course, well, that's what the club meeting was about, was giving your unjudged opinion on something, but it was a direct question, which led to a direct answer. And we all know going into the industry, in any industry, you have to make split decisions. And I just find that very, um, as far as me is concerned, there's always more than one option, but I found a different side of myself. So I thought it was interesting. I will definitely be attending more. Then as well as um, I got exposed to other ones. Uh, and there's no, there's no malice when you talk about another club while hanging around your other club members. If anything, they, um, they implore that because then it starts creating bonds between different clubs and then you're able to correlate events with people. So I thought that was pretty interesting too, to find out that you're able to talk about other clubs. It's not like isolation, only this, don't talk about nothing else. Yeah. So it was, it's very unionized in the school as far as platforms concerned for clubs. And I thought that was um, 
it was a breath of fresh air to, to know that. But I would like to have a few inputs on as far as what is your guys' ideas about clubs in schools and how are clubs different from frat houses? Well, a frat house is 24 seven. A club is just come whenever there's a meeting or you have an event. I mean, you have the group and you can still talk to them, but like a frat house, you're, li you're living with these people. Okay. And like, so frats and sororities, like as far as beneficial in the uh, college education realm, like, do you feel like one is better than the other or do you feel like one is is not needed compared to the other or what is your what's your idea on flat and clubs just being in the student body present like presence in a in a university or in a school like setting itself well i feel like my opinion won't matter because i didn't experience being in the frat house so i don't know how it really was we only see that they have the the um, the initiation where they usually do the hazing, but do they really do that everywhere? And if, if like in Florida, I know they had like some extreme hazing where some people died, but like, is it everywhere? Yeah, man, you. I know everybody has hazing, but is everybody really getting to the point where they're nearly dying because of the hazing? That's, I feel like them being in a frat house yeah, it should yeah. bring them closer together or closer or farther apart. Well, like living with anybody, if you, if you can't stand them and you got to live in this house with them, it's going to kind of get um, annoying. <laughs> well, yeah. that is, that's true. The point, the only thing that I bring attention to is the fact that some places feel like frat houses are, like you said, hazing and stuff is unnecessary and that it develops kind of bully groups. But then they also think that clubs are a, a waste of time and you could be studying more and it necessarily is a hangout zone. And um, as well as, oh, someone's trying to like, let's say start a business off of. And so I just wanted to like point out like different, you know, Again, not being devil's advocate, just different oppositions on thinking about as far as um, communal events are concerned when it comes to clubs or frat houses, because they both, when it comes to dealing with the student body, generally go about it the same way, as far as like getting people to join, having presidents, chairmen, pro tempors, this, that, and the third, treasurers, uh, as well as with with frat houses, they also go through a selection process as well. Most of them go through, you know, the, uh, the student body. They'll students will go and apply to join the frat, and they'll have a selection of who they want in there. Interesting. Very true. And do you feel like it would create a bully concept in school or a hierarchy 
or it does it totally without a doubt yeah distort the message of what the school's about that bully concept seems to come from like movies to me i I didn't really see that it's like whenever i went to other colleges and like whenever you see the people in the frat houses that's like who you want to levitate to because they seem to be having all the fun and it's like they actually have on campus uh, so don't you feel like though they they help benefit as far as you know like okay in this case oh hazing and stuff what if you took all frat houses out and then you only had clubs where everyone was supposed to be inclusive well i feel like a frat house is more like a business and like it's a business that you're pouring all everything that you have into versus a club where it's it's still like a business but it's like you can leave whenever you want to but if you're in the frat house you have to stick out until the end okay so commitment thing and in a sense maybe do you ever think like possibly they have strong alumni because of the of the commitment behind it or do you yes think- because they with the, even with the hazing like me and you, we went through the hazing together, so that made our bond a lot stronger. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then, it's uh, like when you struggle together, it's like it's somebody that you want to be with longer because you know the pain that I went through. And like we all just want to succeed at this point. That's true. I can I can attest to that. I've struggled with and with, with an ex before, and yeah, we connected hard off of that just because we survived it for the most part. And that sounds like it was hard for you to leave your ex when you, they were actually being toxic towards you, huh? <laughs> you know, this, this, that's where the psychology comes into to play. Like you have the, the that might be like the victim syndrome or... Ah, uh, battered women syndrome, victim syndrome. Yes, I have heard of these. This does make sense. And in a sense though, what would frat houses cause that in a sense or no? Like I said, hazing. You're 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 struggling. And like even for other people, like if you're doing the stepping, that's a lot. You could be on you could be on the team, but you're not on the step team. The step team is a whole nother beast. Right. You got to learn the steps and you got to do them everywhere and you got to go to class, school, work, and then you got to practice and then you also practice and you got to perform it. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of dedication. It does. It does increase commitment. I give you that. I feel though clubs also help with, with commitment, but in the sense of um, what you have. So I feel like clubs have a strong innovation process to as far as like operating events or dealing with, you know, um, the task at hand that you have to do. You work what you have, not what you don't. Whereas, like you said, the commitment thing, it, that, that really would inspire a lot of people to, to really want to push themselves. I just wanted to hear your opinion um, basically on, you know, frats and clubs and what benefits do they have to the schools before we switch before I ask Robert real because he didn't really give an idea, but one more thing though, and so like what benefits do they have to the school? 
for the school. Like it, they bring awareness to the school. It's not like they're only performing in the school. They they also perform other places. Like they might go to a step show or they might host uh, an event for the community. Like as as much as you see them in, inside the colleges, they could be going out to the community and helping the community as well. Like they're trying to instill that into the individuals. And when they become alumni and graduate, they still go back to the to the to the frat and they actually still have that they have that um they have that structure they have that what do you call that the very bottom they they have that so that they can still do it when they start pursuing their own life they may not do it every day like when they were in the house but they still come back baseline yeah the baseline the foundation Foundation was the word I was looking for. They have that foundation. So it's instilled in them. Fascinating. Really fascinating. I mean, I mean you, you see it you see it every day in people like um Smiley. He was in a fraternity. Okay. Very interesting. I just wanted to pick your brain since you know the segment was about you know a little bit about your industry, you know, how how schools still helped and then also how would clubs help. But the discussion board that I did want to bring up was pretty much about frat houses and the contribution to the school's student body as its entirety, as well as with clubs and what benefits they have. Because sometimes these parents look at this bill and they're just like, why am I sending you this much money to go to this club? And now you have something else coming up. What's going on? Um, and I feel right, like I mean, that. I, my personal opinion, I feel like, like fraternities, Although they have somewhat of a bad reputation at times, like I live right down the road from um, Gainesville, University of Florida, and you see it every day. And like my um, the the they have that whole street they show of to the community. House. Yeah, look, that's outrageous. Yeah, frat houses and sorority row is just like beyond me yeah i went to i went to a couple of those to party at so you're saying we should start a frat house at, at fsu nah homie <laughs> <laughs> nah homie <laughs> that'll be the lit one ever though i'll tell you right now we would have, we'd have youtube shows for days and blow up on tiktok i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm sorry being that it's full sale and they're all about music <laughs> We're gonna have the cops coming because oh, we're too loud. Excuse me. What do you mean us IT get down to? I like me a good like DJ every once in a while. You know, yeah, you gonna ready. make you gonna mm -hmm. amplify the music too loud. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I, I done had the cops called on me several times from noise complaints. Half the time I was inside a building. Jeez. Well, I uh, uh i get it i get it i really do and i'm so I'm, I'm glad you guys understood that and like i said the opposing thought on frat houses and clubs is just oh well you're going to school to study oh well why are we studying this and um i just feel like there should be a limelight on the benefit of the, the beneficial attributes that it does give to the the environment itself 
and um, as well as, you know, electives. But yeah, I feel like frat houses, sororities, and clubs are that release students actually need throughout their daily school life and their day-to-day life. It gives them that release that they need that, that outlet to, like, relax and get help and, and socialize and network ourselves with their fellow students with alumni from that frat house or from the school it allows them to to broaden their horizon and it also looks great on their resume so it can help them get another job facts all facts all all good facts and i definitely am glad i got you guys is you know um I feel like factual opinion on this, but now I'm a little biased because I'm part of clubs, you know, and I, like I said, I've joined like four of them, but luckily my scheduling doesn't allow me to get a little too hectic, but, uh, but yes, when I go to speak to not necessarily my parents, but when I look at the bill at the end of the day, I'm just like, I feel personally, this is worth it because I'm paying myself to go through school. And I tell you what, you know, it, it is a nerve-wracking number, but I feel that in, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. And clubs definitely help keep it encouraging, or frat houses, whatever, have at you. You can help the newcomers that are coming in also. If you, you love teaching, like, show them the ropes. Help them start with college. Not everybody's our age. And... The younger kids may be a little ignorant, but some people are willing to go underneath our wings. For sure. I, yeah, I agree. Well, guys, um, I feel like that wraps up my questions for the segment for tonight. Um, I thank you, Robert, for, for taking time out to speak with us. And um, the best of luck with the DJing. Thank you. Yeah, you got to invite me to one of your parties. For the brain teaser that every every time we leave, we don't answer this question, but I would like you to be part of it. We do have a brain teaser that we like to ask at the end. And my brain teaser is as far as um, frat houses and clubs are concerned, should there be a budget in FAFSA to pay for it, or does it help instill character if you try to figure it out with a group of people on how to do it? Thank you for tuning in. We hope to see you next time. Good night, y'all.